Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Too Clever Mafia podcast. I am your host, Too Clever Mafia, and I have AJ over in the sound booth. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're glad to have you back. And there's a, as usual, there's a lot going on in the news, and social media seems to be right in the thick of it. And this week, right, right, AJ, Twitter, Facebook, all of them, they, they just can't keep their hands off the news. They're always causing problems. And uh, this week, uh, unfortunately, there was a, these are the details of what we know. Authorities charged someone with 10 counts of first degree murder in connection with Monday's mass shooting spree in a, uh, a King, uh, a Soper, Supers, I don't know, grocery store in over in Boulder, Colorado. And it's a horrible thing. And, um, the person that was charged with this, his name was, uh, Aliwi Alasa. And this, 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 these crazy people shooting up stores and, you know, it is, it is horrible. It is unfortunate. Uh, but this is the world we live in. There are crazy people in the world that do horrible things and sometimes for no reason whatsoever. And I don't know the news behind what this person, I don't even want to say the person's name, to be honest with you, but uh, this person's motive was for doing what they did. Uh, you know, and my heart goes out to all of the, 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 the families that have been affected by this tragic tragic uh incident however the the problem with what comes with next with twitter uh there was some outrage because twitter uh there was twitter as we all know has been doing a lot of uh censoring and this person uh that did this act they, they, there was a lot of talk on twitter about them being a white christian terrorist and something that i don't think was proven I, I i think it uh i mean i don't know the details behind it but i know it was one of those things that probably should have been censored because it was misinformation it causes a lot of unnecessary outrage for w- without the facts and it was you know so the a, a news uh, organization called Blaze had reached out to Twitter and said to Twitter, "Hey, you know what's going on with this? You 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 block the president, you block all this stuff." And and Twitter uh, replied, and uh, they they said that the the tweets that they were being referenced, and this was the tweet about uh, this person being a white Christian terrorist. Um, they the spokesman came in and said. You know, we're not going to take action on every instance of misinformation, and and currently, based upon their current, you know, their misinformation rules, as they have, uh, they cover COVID nineteen misinformation, uh, synthetic and ma- manipulated media, and civic integrity. And uh, and the Newsweek came out and said Twitter's policies on synthetic and manipulated media include deep fake videos. And its civic integrity uh, policies forbid things like false claims that the uh, like the 2020 election was rigged. So 
the the problem with this is uh people jump out there especially celebrities they'll jump out in front of this to try to get their name attached to it because a lot of them have, have become mediocre let's face it there aren't a whole lot of new movies hitting the hitting hitting the uh the videos the 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 <laughs> the DVDs right now, right? And the movie theaters, most of them aren't even open. So they, they need to keep relevant, I feel. And it's horrible that they would use a tragedy like this to, to keep relevant. And uh, talk about, you know, you want to work with the facts, that's fine. You want to work with details, that's fine. Um, but to do things that are going to outrage other people, just to do it, it's one of those things that doesn't, doesn't quite make sense and doesn't quite help the situation when there's people that have, were legitimately affected by this, killed in, in, in families, and, and it was horrible. But let's find out why before we run out. Let, let's get the facts before we run out. And it's become this horrible situation where when things go wrong in this country, in America, that people, the rush to judgment and the, the lack of being, uh, I don't even want to say innocent until proven guilty, but, I mean, obviously this person was caught in the act and he did what he did and should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but let's find out and, and, and not classify this one individual into a group. You know, why, why, why is that necessary? Why is that necessary to say, hey, this person is part of a group, that person committed a crime, so by proxy, everybody is associated with that person. I just don't, I don't agree with that. You know, and quickly the calls now for more gun control and all of that and to ban assault rifles. And the people that are asking for these bans, either they're just doing it to, to act like they're interested or they're doing it because they have no knowledge of what the process is. Uh, you know, they're doing, they, you've heard for years, they talk about gun show loopholes and all of that. There's none of that. Most states uh, or all states have to do a federal background check. And a lot of states, especially uh, a lot of them in, in the New England area that I'm aware of, no, you know, you can't just walk in and, and buy it and walk out with a gun, you know, the next, you know, it takes hours sometimes now, now years ago, it, it didn't take as long, but it takes hours to do a federal backgrounds check. Uh, in my state, it goes through the state police and then they check with the FBI and they make sure you're not a criminal. Um, if you want to take it a step further, and this is only for, if you want a rifle or a, a shotgun. But if you want to take it a fur further and you want a handgun, you've got to go and you've got to, uh, in my case, you've got to go to your local police department, the chief of police, uh, get, and there's only a certain number you can get. I, I, I don't know if it's three or five or whatever you can get within a three month, within a three month period. And then you can only get one per month. Um, you know, there's a lot of restrictions on that. And I know now with the current state of things, it's very difficult even to find ammunition if you just wanted to go to, let's say, a shooting range. And I'll be honest, in my state, I'm not even comfortable 
Uh, I wouldn't even be comfortable doing that just because of what I've seen. If, you know, if you're transport, then there's so much gray area and it's leans onto the side of the government. But if you're transporting a firearm to a, to a, a gun range to shoot, um, and you get pulled over or you stop to get gas because you forgot you don't have gas or, or you stop to get a bite to eat and you get in trouble and that gun is, you, you could be in a lot of trouble. There's a lot of cases on the books that people have come, you know, people that were legally allowed to have weapons were just caught and stopped. And then now you have these crazy people, these people that, that get pushed over the edge. And I don't know the whole story with this person and, and why he did the horrible act he did, but, um, I, I know he was an anti-Donald uh, uh, Trumper. So, you know, he wasn't a, as they call him, right-wing nut job. He was not one of those. He was clearly a, uh, a Democratic or could have been a um, well, a liberal or he could have been. I mean, he, he definitely wasn't a right-wing person. He was definitely somebody either uh, totally against the government as a whole. I mean, just looking at what we know, or he was on the left side of it because he, they said there was some uh, tweets or something on Facebook where the person had, you know, wrote all these anti, these anti-Trump things. Now, where was Twitter and Facebook? Where was their censorship then? You know, they want to watch all of these other accounts, but they're not watching these wackos that make these threats and do these things. And 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 you know, I don't know. I guess it does get you onto a slippery slope on what free speech is, and this is what we've been talking about on the show. And you know, you don't know you know, what someone's going to do or what they're going to progress to the next level um, when they, they get this all, this sort of crazy. So, and actually what I'm finding out now, thank you, AJ, you just sent something over to me. I appreciate it. And what I'm finding out here is that the family of this individual immigrated to the U.S. from Syria and that his only brother said that in the past this individual was uh, bullied for being Muslim. So he wasn't a white Christian terrorist. He was clearly uh, based on his brother's information and he identified as a Muslim. So and this, this, this guy was, he was 21 years old, 21, you know, 21 years old. And he becomes, uh, you know, he, he just horrible, horrible. And, you know, previously there was also another, the other shooting with them. They, they call the mass killings. It's, it's horrible. But in Atlanta by another, um, another white male who, you know, it, it just, regardless of who's committing these crimes, these are, these are heinous crimes against people. And I, I've got a feel that most of these people are doing this because they're not right in the mind. They're not right in the mind. And then if that's the root cause of it, why are they not right in the mind? Where, where were the signs? Who is not doing, you know, everybody from schooling to, I mean, this kid was 21. How did no one realize this guy was a threat? You know, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know the whole story behind it. I'm sure it will come out eventually. And really, quite honestly, it doesn't even matter. But the idea was that Twitter 
once again kind of fueled this and people are going to read those tweets and they're not going to do the reason most people don't most people and they'll read the surface of it and they'll read the open storyline and then that's it they don't read the disclaimer that's printed four days later on the back page they're only going to see that that headline and then they're going to go around they're going to attend 12 20 people they'll tell you know maybe more they'll repeat that that rhetoric and you know there'll be a lot of people people out there with with the wrong the wrong information so horrible horrible times we've got to uh we've got to learn to take care of people and pay attention to what's going on to one another and we can't allow these things to happen we can't allow people to get to the point where they feel this is necessary or you know it just is horrible it really is but we're going to be right back i'm going to do a little bit of a rant about uh about self-checkout is it really working or is it just becoming a hot mess hang on we'll let you know right after this short break Well, hello everyone. Welcome back. This is your host, Two Clever Mafia, and you are listening to the Two Clever Mafia podcast. And uh, I promised I'd be back with uh, my take on self checkout. No, 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 not yet. Let's not. Let's not. Don't knock it till you try it, right, AJ? Yep. <laughs> right. Well, in, in case you've been living under a rock, self checkout. What is it? Right, it's well. It's where a customer you hopefully have seen it in a store. It's where customers can ring up their own items. Uh, you know, you put your own items in your bag. You you pay for them yourself, and it's really kind of a catch-on. Uh, it, it's it's becoming more and more uh, visible everywhere, and it's a lot of groceries chains, uh, retailers, fast food restaurants, and there's a company called NCR, which supplies a huge percentage of these systems. So they're making a lot of money. But the question, the real question is, I mean, there's, you know, there's the pros and the cons of all of this. And, and when I first, I got to say, when I first saw it, you know, this is when my grocery, my grocery store, I think was the first place I saw it. And the, the cash, I used to like going to the cashiers cause I could talk to them and, and they know, Hey, clever, how are you? All of that. And, and they weren't too happy about it, the people that work there. And a lot of those folks don't work there anymore because they don't need as many people, obviously, to ring people up. And I saw it initially, in my opinion, it was, hey, this, this is a, just a cost-saving, uh, uh, another way for big corporations to work it out to where they can save more money, right? And eventually they had, I think, two or four of these stations, and now there's uh, like nine or 12 I mean, they've definitely expanded, so they must be working, whether it's working on the cost-saving front or they're working. Now, some of the pros, right off the bat, you know, you if you have one or two items and the line isn't busy, you, you can get in and out of there fairly quick as a, as a consumer. And if you had, like, five items, you can get, you'd have to wait online. Um, you can get in and out probably, what, under two minutes maybe? You know, then because the wait when you're in a food store for the most part is is waiting to get your turn to ring your stuff up, or or in any store, right? So 
the confusion, I think I've had this, uh, one of my podcasts a while back, I used a self-checkout in, in Home Depot, which I wasn't really too, or was it Home Depot? No, it was the other one. I think I, I do, I think it was, I called it Moe's, if you know what I mean, back in the day, because I was really angry. I didn't want to give him no publicity at all. But the, the, the problem is sometimes, you know, you have 15 registers and you don't really have a single line. And it's kind of like become now an unspoken rule on the customers that results in a quicker checkout times because they have like a single line and then you go waiting all. But, but I don't feel that kind of, if you know, pick a person and then, you know, kind of when you go to the gas station, you don't wait in one line, you get behind whoever you want. You know, even now at some of these fast food drive throughs they have the two, two lane, uh, order taking, I guess you can call it. And they, uh, allow you to choose which one you want to go in. And usually I try to pick, you know, I don't get behind the minivan full of 15 people, but you know, I'll get behind the pickup truck with one person in it. That way I know he's on a lunch break or she's on a lunch break and then they'll get, uh, be another. I don't always make the right choice. Just at the checkout line, I always make the right choice. I always end up behind the person writing a check for 15 cents. So either way, but on the pro side for the businesses, obviously they, they have a reduced labor cost, right? I mean, they don't need a cashier to have a register. They don't need to have, uh, you know, you can have one employee easily monitor a dozen self-service registers, right? Although I feel like there should be more sometimes because of late, you know, there's an issue, something doesn't scan, but when you put it on that little scale thing, it doesn't weigh right, whatever. And some customers really love it. I don't, I could take it or leave it, to be honest. Sometimes it's helpful. Other times I, I feel like I'll get a sale, you know, it's buy three of these, get this free or something. I feel like those machines are just a problem because then your little blinky light has to go on top. I like to deal with a person. Maybe that's me. Maybe I'm a little bit old fashioned. Uh, but I think dealing with a person directly in certain circumstances is, is a better way to go. You really, um, you know, they have, uh, not for ordering, but for usually for checkout in some of these restaurants, they have these things that go on the table where you can pay and then leave a tip. And usually they have games on them that they try to get you to, to, to buy. And, and I, I don't necessarily mind that actually, but I, I mean, if, as long as the, the server keeps coming around and they you know provide you with what you need, if you need additional uh, drinks or if you want an appetizer or if you have an issue with your food, once you get it, as long as they're in the area and some of the establishments that I pre, pre the, the COVID situation the quarantine or lockdown uh you the couple of the restaurants usually have three or four servers in that area that would monitor those tables so you kind of had a group of people you know refilling your drinks and whatnot and stuff so that's another good advantage of a kind of a self-checkout but i would imagine there's an increased risk of 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 theft right i mean you have fewer employees monitoring individual transactions because you have one that's six or 12 um you know these can use what they call skimmers which are devices that attach uh, to the credit card reader you could do that on these machines easily and not many people would see it if you you know they're chatting away and you you know were able to do some sort of fraud which you gotta always check those credit card machines and those atm machines to make sure that uh, they don't have that skimming device on it you know just gonna grab it look at it, make sure it's not a different color where you swipe your, your, your debit or credit card, that kind of thing. 
I would imagine there is a high upfront cost to these machines uh, through that company NCR and whatnot, right? I mean, uh, from what I read, some of these self-service lanes, like the setup cost alone, can be upwards over $100,000. That is crazy. And that doesn't include the costs associated with the added extra security you need. to mo Like, you go into uh, uh, Target, for example. They got these, like, video cameras in your face and a really high-tech kind of register. And uh, that's expensive. That's expensive. I mean, four, four cash years for a regular business probably cost, what, $2,000, $500 for a terminal. Um, and you, I think you can rent them, too, for even less or lease them as they do for business. But you also lose that, that less. You don't have that. You have less human contact, right? You have that major, you know, you really aren't having that contact. And you still want that attendant to be available for help when they need it. But um, if you look at, like, uh, these big companies, IKEA, uh, CVS, the pharmacy, um, they've all kind of, they tried these self-serve machines, and they've pretty much removed them at this point, at least in my area, because the stores, they were just citing concerns, uh, you know, that that customer service or lack of is, is a major reason. It doesn't differentiate yourself between, you know, I'll go to a place because I know so-and-so is there and he can help or she can help and they'll be helpful and they know that, you know, there's stuff. And if I can't interact with human beings, what's the difference if I go to here or there, if they sell the same or the similar or the same item, right? So, and many of these retailers like, uh, let's say Best Buy and, and, and uh, what are some of these ones in the, U.S. Uh, Staples, and um, which one I went to recently? Oh, even the coffee shop, Dunkin' Donuts. But many of these retailers, they count on the cashiers being able to upsell their customers. And the Dunkin' Donuts, boy, they're trying to get me to get that large coffee every time now. It's like, hey, only 20 cents more. And I'm like, well, I don't want to feel like a cheap bum, but uh, 20 cents more does sound good for uh, a couple of extra sips of that fine Java. Or... Um, Although I, I know a lot of people that don't agree that uh, their Java is is that fine, but either way, unbelievable. And you can't really advertise any specials if you have uh, you don't have those. I, mean, I guess I guess it can come up on a screen and say, "Hey, FYI, here's a here's what our sale is." But by then you're kind of done with it, you know. And it just you lose that loyalty to your brand if 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 you just um, you go to faceless and you know. I was saying I, I go to the food store and when you go to the food store, there's, you know, there's particular people I don't want to get in their line because they just take too long. And there's other people that will talk to you about every item you buy. You know, you might like that or you might not. And if you're a regular in that store, it, it's, you know, it, it, it makes you feel more comfortable and it builds that, that brand loyalty. So, you know, some of that stuff also is kind of confusing as well. Right, AJ? Yeah. Yeah. Some of that, the, the, <laughs> Some of that stuff is pretty, uh, pretty confusing sometimes if you're hitting a button and you want to weigh a, uh, uh, an avocado or something like that and you get the wrong number in the code and you put it on the scale and the scale doesn't work and then you do that and then you put it into the bag, but then the bag area doesn't recognize you put it in there. And, uh, Ms. Mafia and I will do, we'll, we'll, one of us will scan and one of us will bag. Probably not the best way to do it, but we do. And whoever's doing the bagging, whether it's myself or, or her, we always tend to, you know, fiddle around with the bags more, uh, more, um, 
more than we should because then you when you're putting the next item in or you're scanning the next item it says hey there's an item that's not registered in the bagging area i guess it's on a big scale so that's always a problem and i, I don't mind the restaurant checkout the restaurant checkout's good as long as the service is around there and um i do feel that uh, uh it has its place in some areas uh, you know, when you go into a food store though, and your self checkout line is 25 people deep and there's nobody in the regular register line, something's wrong there. You know, someone's not monitoring those people and said, Hey, go to a person, you know? So maybe they don't want to go to a person. Maybe some people are antisocial and they like to do that. They'd rather just get in and out without having to interact with anyone. And I guess there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do. So don't forget to check us out on www.twoclevermafia.com. We are on all of the social medias. We haven't been kicked off of any of them yet. Amazing. Our handle is at Two Clever Mafia. T-O-O Clever Mafia. If you'd like to support the show, you can check us out on our website to see how to do that. And uh, once again, I am your host, Two Clever Mafia. And that's all I have to say about that. Bye-bye for now.